All those steerage passengers of the ships that had docked that day who were permitted to enter had already entered, except two, a woman and a young child she carried in her arms. They had just come aboard, escorted by a man. About the appearance of these latecomers, there was very little that was unusual. The man had evidently spent some time in America and was now bringing his wife and child over from the other side. It might have been thought that he had spent most of his time in Lower New York, for he paid only the scantest attention to the Statue of Liberty, or to the city rising from the water, or to the bridges spanning the East River, or perhaps he was merely too agitated to waste much time on these wonders. His clothes were the ordinary clothes the ordinary New Yorker wore in that period, sober and dull. A black derby accentuated the sharpness and sedentary pallor of his face. A jacket loose on his tall, spare frame, buttoned up in a V close to the throat. And above the V, a tightly knotted black tie was mounted in the groove of a high-starched collar. As for his wife, one guessed that she was a European more by the timid, wondering look in her eyes as she gazed from her husband to the harbor than by her clothes. For her clothes were American—a black skirt, a white shirtwaist, and a black jacket. Obviously, her husband had either taken the precaution of sending them to her while she was still in Europe, or had brought them with him to Ellis Island where she had slipped them on before she left. Only the small child in her arms— wore a distinctly foreign costume, an impression one got chiefly from the odd, outlandish blue straw hat on his head, with its polka-dot ribbons of the same color dangling over each shoulder. Except for this hat, had the three newcomers been in a crowd, no one probably could have singled out the woman and child as newly arrived immigrants. They carried no sheets tied up in huge bundles— no bulky wicker baskets, no prized feather beds, no boxes of delicacies, sausages, virgin olive oils, rare cheeses. The large black satchel beside them was their only luggage, but despite this, despite their even less than commonplace appearance, the two overalled men, sprawled out and smoking cigarettes in the stern, eyed them curiously and the old peddler woman, sitting with basket of oranges on knee, continually squinted her weak eyes in their direction. The truth was, there was something quite untypical about their behavior. The old peddler woman on the bench and the overalled men in the stern had seen enough husbands meeting their wives and children after a long absence to know how such people ought to behave. The most volatile races, such as the Italians, often danced for joy— whirled each other around, pirouetted in an ecstasy. Swedes sometimes just looked at each other, breathing through open mouths like a panting dog. Jews wept, jabbered, almost put each other's eyes out with the recklessness of their darting gestures. Poles roared and gripped each other at arm's length as though they meant to tear a handful of flesh. And after one pecking kiss, the English might be seen gravitating toward, but never achieving, an embrace. But these two stood silent, apart, the man staring with aloof, offended eyes grimly down at the water. Or if he turned his face toward his wife at all, it was only to glare in harsh contempt at the blue straw hat worn by the child in her arms and then his hostile eyes would sweep about the deck to see if anyone else were observing them. 
and his wife beside him, regarding him uneasily, appealingly. And the child against her breast, looking from one to the other with watchful, frightened eyes. Altogether, it was a very curious meeting. They'd been standing in this strange and silent manner for several minutes, when the woman, as if driven by the strain into action, tried to smile, and touching her husband's arm, said timidly, And this is the golden land. She spoke in Yiddish. The man grunted, but made no answer. She took a breath as if taking courage, and tremulously, I'm sorry, Albert, I was so stupid. She paused, waiting for some flicker of unbending, some word which never came. But you look so lean, Albert, so haggard, and your mustache you've shaved.